Welcome to Prattle World. I'm your host, the ever-amazing, ever-spectacular Spider-Dan. And in this podcast, I spotlight entertainment's best-kept secrets that a mainstream audience may find boring. And we are back once again talking top five licensed Dark Horse comics. So this time we are going to look, we're going to get out of the Alien franchises, the Predator and Alien franchises, and we're going to look at another very popular sci-fi franchise and it is the terminator franchise good old arnie james cameron all the best people are in them again some of the sequels maybe not so great really again it's a kind of similar thing with all these kind of franchises they do kind of fall off the wagon ever so slightly but um but these uh are these are really good stories and they could have easily have been terminator sequels or tv shows or what have you and and yeah it's it's a good collection of stories i i got inspired by uh to read these by playing terminator resistance which is I mean, it's an okay shooter like it's not it steals a lot of stuff um from better video games that you've played um but it's cool to kind of shoot you know the spider tanks and shoot the t-800s and um you know take out skynet and all that sort of stuff and then you it's really cool when you uh when you're fighting the infiltrators or the the ones that have skin and stuff um they when you shoot their faces off the the whole skin comes off and you can see the the all the battle damage and everything that was one of the cooler elements it's not not that easy a game either actually um but it was fun it was it was definitely something um you know i probably wouldn't buy it like the full price i got it on a sale i think i got it for like 15 quid i thought yeah why not it's terminator it might be okay um i think even like even bad games if you put a license on them that often that can kind of raise up a bad game and kind of make it somewhat better the music's great um, a lot of the elements are there. A lot of the storylines kind of tie in. There's, there is some choice-related stuff that doesn't really necessarily, necessarily pay off or not. Um, there are kind of choices to be made. But the, the main choice is whether to save certain people or not save certain people in, in one situation. Um, and there was a lot of... There was a lot of um, sex scenes in it surprisingly for a terminator game um i had two two sex scenes uh you know two opportunities to sleep with digital women and of course i took both opportunities definitely you know as as you do as you do <laughs> so yeah we're gonna get back on to the comics so so the comics have been through uh ver- the license has been owned by various different comic companies um Unlike Dark Horse, Dark, like unless the, unlike the uh, sorry, unlike the Alien Predator franchise, which has kind of always been owned by Dark Horse, the, the Terminator franchise has jumped around quite a bit. I think Marvel had it for a bit. A uh, few other companies uh, has jumped around quite a bit. But these original Dark Horse comics, I think before before Terminator, there was there was another series. I'm about to get onto that. But let's get started top five terminator comics and we go with number one is the burning earth so this is written by uh, ron fortier 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 that's what i'm gonna say um and this has art like this is the first professional work from comic book superstar alex ross um so if you know alex ross's work kingdom come uh 
Marvels, those are his two big ones. Um, he does some amazing covers, very photorealistic art style, usually based on uh, real people that he knows. Like I know a few of his characters in those Marvels books and those Kingdom Come books based on his family and friends. Um, amazing reads, amazing stories, amazing artwork. Check out Justice as well, DC Comics Justice, um, which is amazing beautiful beautiful book painted all the way as well he does the whole book not just the cover anyway back to this so we are looking at this one now this was from now comics so i think this was the first um the first company that ha ever had the license to terminator um and apparently it wasn't that popular they, they gave it to a sci-fi writer who was not very versed in the comic book form um tended to write a lot of talking heads um you know they were better as a novelist but they thought they'd give him a chance so this was kind of this was kind of to it they, they were about to lose the license so this was to kind of end that kind of storyline so it was this big finale so they decided to like end the war basically so this is in 2029 and it features john connor um he's no, what's he known as in this he's known as something he's got he's like the bear he's got like a weird nickname the bear um and this is not the john connor we see in like terminator 2 you know with the scar and everything but he is he's very old like he looks super old he's got this like long he's balding but he's got long hair he's got a straggly beard um and this is a pretty dark story like this is the end this is coming to the end of the war and everyone's tired and just run down and the, and the opening scene has has John Connor. He goes to kill himself. Goes to put the gun in his mouth and kill himself um, until he sees somebody fighting against the machines, and that inspires him to carry on. Like she never gave up, so I'll never give up, and that gives him kind of a second wind. And he carries on, and they kind of find out where Skynet is based, uh, and and they go there and they have the final battle it's it's a really straightforward story but um that's not necessarily a bad thing i always i was always looking forward to seeing the kind of and obviously in the early terminator films we got glimpses of that future war um and when terminator salvation was coming out i was like yes excellent we're finally gonna we're finally there we're finally in the future in the wastelands of the future in skynet's future and that film wasn't great was it? No, that was pro that's probably my least favorite of the Terminator films. I think. Um, anyway, but yeah, this is quite again. It's very A to B um, kind of storyline, but it's good. It doesn't jump around. It's one of the it's one of the stories I quite like because it doesn't jump around with the time traveling element. It's just straight war story. These kind of crack troop of of resistance fighters that have to do what they have to do. Um, to get Skynet eliminated, to stop the threat of Skynet, and to, you know, build humanity back from the the jaws of defeat. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a really good story. Alex Ross is you can see his kind of style is developing. It's not there just yet, but it's still really good. It's still like really really cool. Like you wouldn't necessarily think it was Alex Ross, um, but I do I do appreciate the work and I appreciate the 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 time that he puts in it because he was still i think he was still in like college or something or art school while while he was doing this so he's doing this between all of his assignments and everything and you know he's one of the first people in his you know in his 
you know class to get a professional job um yeah i think he did struggle and he said that it's probably not his best work and i I would agree but i don't think it's awful it's not bad at all um it looks really it still looks really really good um you know this is kind of late 80s we're talking um comic book and it's you know it looks better than most of the late 80s comic books i could recommend to you i'll be honest um it's a it's a gorgeous painted book again not a long story um but it's it's fun and it's fast paced it's brutal it's dark it's depressing um it's everything you think that the future would be um and uh, i won't spoil the ending as I, I try not to in any of these any of these podcasts um the only issue i did have was that they redesigned some of the terminators to kind of look they look like cylons they've got this big like one red eye they kind of i think they're supposed to be like heavily armored i mean you do see you do see the the original terminator in its form but i think it's only in skynet's base um when they're out battling they've got these kind of heavy armor cylon-esque masks and and stuff on and yeah it's not it's not it's not what i want to see like i wish we saw more of that i don't know if that was maybe a uh, an artistic choice um to make it easier to draw quicker to draw and less because obviously the the design for the t800 is a very intricate design um so being being a young art student maybe alex ross didn't have the time or the skills um to be able to produce that many um who knows who knows but it's 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 a choice it's not not my favorite choice um that's literally my only problem this book it's it's just it's a good it's a good blast if you're looking for a like a a a nice short you know terminator story set in the future um a potential end to the franchise you know um there's a lot of the there's a lot of the terminator kind of comics that are kind of out of continuity now or have been retconned out of continuity or um there's a couple of stories that are like this is the final story in this franchise this is the final tale or this is how we end this and it's then not really <laughs> uh, even with the newest one you know they were like oh we got rid of skynet but now we've got this other thing which is very similar but not but the same but yeah maybe um yeah so we've got all, got all that uh, going on but yeah, highly recommend this one. It's a nice, it's a nice quick blast of Terminator action if you're just looking for that. Some a quick fix um, that the movies have not given you. Um, instead of going back and watching Arnie T one and T two, you know you can just pick this up and this can be you can see this as the end of that franchise if you wanted to. Um, but yeah, great book, really really good book. Next up, we are looking at uh, Death Valley. So this is from terminator omnibus volume two so there's only a couple of dark horse omnibuses not as many as alien or predator per se um but this is written by alan grant with art by steve Pugh. so this story features two terminators uh, visiting the late 90s in search for sarah and john connor um because this is why roughly they, they don't have much information but it's roughly where they're believed to have lived um obviously using fake names and uh, fake you know paperwork um but it's basically just where where they live roughly so they kind of crash down uh come out of the time displacement field um and they start looking for them in the middle of this desert just walking around um now they the terminators first thing they do is encounter a bounty hunter who's trying to take back a senator's daughter from the clutches of a satanic gang um and and basically 
that's the start of the story and it just gets like worse from there as as in like not as in a bad story but like things just go from bad to worse for these characters um like for example the bounty hunter accidentally kills the girl he was trying to he's trying to save um and it you know and the the other guy finds the other guy finds a he basically he they say right the terminator's walking they're like they take you know start getting shot and they take everyone's guns and then someone says oh i know where sarah and john connor is the leader of the satanic gang and, and they go right well you're gonna take us to him uh, and he goes, uh, bye. He runs out, and then they're basically the story is them chasing this guy who actually just lied. He, like he doesn't know where they are. He doesn't know who they are. He's just like, I've got to, I've got to run and find, you know, this find these people or just get away. And the, the Terminators are just like they're just like right. He said he knows. He can't have been lying. So we're just gonna chase him. So they go a bit. They they get a bit of kind of tunnel vision, which I don't know. I don't know if that's kind of necessarily how the Terminators would be. I imagine they would kind of collate more information, collate more data like machines would. Um, but it leads to a lot of kind of fun and bizarre kind of situations and, and matchups in the story. Um, he, The satanic gang leader eventually finds a... He basically finds a family who the mother is called Sarah and the son is called John. So she is, he assumes that that must be the family. So he says he's going to like bargain with them and try and bargain with the Terminators. So he kidnaps them, um, and they're obviously they're still chasing. The bounty hunter is is back after them because he feels like he has to make up for his mistake for accidentally shooting the girl. Um, Oh, it's so it's so funny. It's it's like every kind of seventies kind of chase B movie, um, very like Race with the Devil or something like that. It's because it's got the satanic element, it's got the chase element, um, it's got Terminators from the future. Um, it, it's it's brilliant. It even has like a there's another robot in in the area. It's been tested like a military robot, and. Um, like a modern day military robot and even that gets involved and it's just mental it's an absolutely mental story but it's a lot of fun um one of the terminators as well is kind of developing like feelings and a personality and um is, is becoming a softer terminator M- much like kind of arnie and some of the other films um you know he's questioning the mission he's questioning killing people he's questioning why why we do what we do why who we are what we are and why do we do it um and that's that's really cool because you've got this other term this other terminator with him this female terminator who's like the exact opposite this cold calculating machine um it's a really nice kind of double act um to have um and it's nice to see that they send more than one terminator back every 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 time they go yeah maybe we should send two just in case you know you ever think about that um so so yeah and that's fun um it's it's great it's got a lot of humor in it it's uh a lot of you know just situational i I guess you call it situational comedy um but it's it's really quite just it's just a blast it's just a fun and it does something different as well it doesn't do it doesn't do the usual kind of thing it goes on this weird wacky kind of ride with loads of you know every everything but the kitchen sink is thrown out this book and and it makes it all the more interesting there's you could say there's probably too many elements too many characters too many things um, and I, I will agree that all the stuff that is is thrown in doesn't necessarily pay off in the end. The end is quite the ending is quite abrupt because I kind of feel like they were like 
I don't quite know what to do with all the elements I've put in now. I, I think I'll just end it, and it kind of ends on an explosion. Um, and it's kind of like, oh, is that? I was, you know, it, it, the journey is more satisfying than the than the you know the destination in this chase comic. Um, but it's still a fun ride. Uh, just bear that in mind when you get when you get to the end. Um, it, it, there is a slight kind of sequel to it as well. Um, it's called The Dark Years. Um, it features uh, features Sarah and Connor, Sarah and John Connor, not long after this. I think a year or so after this has happened, um, and because they they make a cameo in within the story as well. Um, but that has some awful artwork in it. Um, it's okay. It's an okay story, but the the artwork really just horrific to look at. So yeah, so maybe don't get Dark Years, but however. Death Valley, definitely a good one. Definitely worth a shout. So, yes, yeah, so uh, that was number four. So, moving on to number three. The Enemy of My Enemy. So, this is quite a modern one. Uh, this is written by Dan Jolly and with art by Jamal Ingle. Um, so, this follows a former soldier bounty hunter who's sent after a scientist who, unbeknownst to her, is also targeted for termination by Skynet, who have also sent a T-800. Um, this is a really good one, because it's like, it's uh, the lead character is this hench uh, female soldier. Like, she's she's massive. Um, she is built like a brick shit house. Um, you know, so, like, it l- looks like a bodybuilder. It's kind of like, almost like a, a female Arnie, I guess, if you will. Um, and she is... You, you don't mess with her like she kicks so much ass in this book um it's it's unreal um and she's got to find this find this scientist doesn't know why she needs to find the scientist is just being paid to get the scientist grab him back uh, alive if possible and just just do the job do the job that is required but then this terminator comes in he's got it looks a bit like fabio he's got this big uh, long long mane of hair um, which instantly gets burned off or shot off, um, because that is the Terminator way, you know. If you don't see a bit of metal underneath, what's the point? If you don't see the red eyes underneath, what's the point? Just a bloke. Um, so, so yeah, so you've got that kind of kind of element, and and it's it's um, basically the science. The reason the scientist is being targeted by the T eight hundred is that they have uh, created the. She's gonna come up. She's not done it just yet, but she's going to come up with a way for to graft like artificial skin onto bodies, um, and that it, that it would heal and grow and what have you, and, and work as normal skin would. Um, and that obviously comes to comes to fore in the future when they're developing the T eight hundreds and they develop the skin, putting the skin on the on the endoskeletons or the exoskeletons um so yeah so that's a huge thing and and she but she also came up with a virus to stop it so so in the future they can basically they would be able to get rid of their skin so she can she has this virus that could just destroy the skin because she's worried that it would the the artificial skin would build into like a cancerous um you know growth it just wouldn't stop um so she developed she's developed a virus as well she's got an idea to develop a virus for this particular problem um so obviously that in the future could be used against the terminators so they can infiltrate 
any of the the bases for the resistance so that becomes a huge huge plot point in this story um but what's what's interesting what happens in this story uh which makes it something a bit different is that she is kidnapped by another group of scientists who are developing the leftover technology from the previous films um uh, i think it's from the first film so a lot of these are kind of like not long set after the first movie a lot of the stories um they're not necessarily set after terminator 2 so a lot of them are kind of are in that kind of middle ground um where there's a bit more kind of you can play around with the timeline a bit more there's a bit more fluidity and stuff like that so so we have that and yeah this scientist group kidnapper so then the weirdest thing the weirdest and best thing happens is that the terminator and the bounty hunter team up to get her back to get her back from these these bounty these uh science the scientist group um before they do or you know they both have a job to do he wants to kill her she wants to get her you know is what it is um all the while like the the bounty hunter is having a kind of a crisis of conscience and um there's a like a troubling disturbing backstory that she has again won't spoil it because it plays into the plot of the story um but it's a it's a it's a great it's great to see like terminators side by side as well um you know considering they're still it's not like arnie where he's been reprogrammed to be nice like he you know this one is still has a mission and will talks about killing them uh killing the scientists and stuff and talks about how you know quite quite nonchalantly quite brashly about how he's going to kill her as well once we've got her back once we've got the scientists back <laughs> and then there's this massive amazing kind of clash towards the end and this guy this is like this is a terminator that like like all the films say absolutely will not stop until you are dead um and this this story just goes to show they just keep coming and coming just when you think you've killed it again it's coming and coming um and that's you know on the staples of the terminator franchise um but it's a it's a lot of fun um and again it's quite a modern book so it's got it's got nice modern art it's clear it's clean um looks great um it's a lot of fun and this and this bounty hunter like she can you know she can handle herself like she can put up like the terminator has battled her so much and know and knows her so well that he goes you know what it's actually better if we do team up because you're just going to be a hindrance to me and you know all the way there so i'm we might as well just team up because we're both they're kind of equals they're kind of equals in kind of skill um strength at least um you know and weapon proficiency proficiency in weapons as well so that's a it's a yeah just good just a good story really um yeah no that, that's probably the most modern one uh that i like well no actually no i've got a few more um but yeah so so that's a really good one and again it's not it's something a little different something on the outside on the fringes of the you know the storyline the timeline um but i do like that one a lot so this is this next one is technically two mini series back to back but it's written by the same team uh drawn by the same team um and it makes it makes sense to include them both you can't really include one and not include the other um so this is terminator 2029 and terminator 1984 this is written by uh joss whedon's brother zach whedon and with art by andy mcdonald so this 
is effectively a reimagining or a, a kind of a, a soft reboot of the original Terminator movies and the timeline. So basically it starts off and the question is, what if Kyle Reese survived at the end of the first Terminator movie? What if he got, you know, he got woken up or taken back or revived somehow after that explosion? Um, saved uh, and then he's been held in captivity being questioned um, as if he because do, he doesn't effectively he doesn't exist in the in the past so he's got no rights I guess if you don't exist maybe that's how they argue it um, so, but they lock him up and then the resistance finds him in the future in 2029 uh, he's old this old man he's got a beard he's got long hair um, you know and then how does that affect the, the timeline so what what he does is he goes you know he tells his friend i am your best friend from ages um he he convinces him uh his best mate that he needs help he needs to help him in the future or in the past oh it's confusing all the time travel so confusing so he needs to go into the past when carl reese goes into the past and assist him and make sure that this doesn't happen and make sure Sarah's okay and make sure that the child's all right and that none of this comes to pass basically to sort of save the future and and his the the best friend Carl Reese's best friend only agrees because his girlfriend has just died and he wants to bring her he wants to bring her back effectively or hope or make sure that she never dies in that time in 2029 Oh, this is confusing already. <laughs> so confusing. Um, I hope I hope I'm making some sort of sense to you. Um, but yeah, that's 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 basically what it is. Um, so so we have we get to, what's really nice about it is you get to see like this is this is one story where where Sarah Connor actually plays like a significant role. They don't, they don't just kind of leave her out. I imagine in those early comics they left her out because they were like, well, she's going to be in sequels and she's going to turn up again or. So they're probably just like, we'll do our own kind of storyline and stuff. But this one, they've gone, right, let's just get Sarah. Let's just write Sarah Connor. Let's make her look like Linda Hamilton. Let's make Carl Reese look like Michael Bean. Let's just go whole hog. Um, and it, it kind of works. Like, there's a lot of reimaginings that don't really work and and reboots that, you know, are don't have those same elements, don't keep those same elements. But if this was a movie, I'd, I'd buy it. Obviously, they wouldn't look... Carl Reese wouldn't look like the same actor and Linda Hamilton wouldn't look like the same actor a bit like Genesis um but I could buy this I could I could get into this um and it's it's nice to see like Sarah and Kyle like in love together like in a relationship trying to raise their child in this story and you get to see like Sarah as kind of already become or is slowly becoming the character we see in like Terminator 2 and like the badassery is coming out more and more um and and yeah and it's great to have this this kind of other character this new character who who is a fresh voice is a new voice there's a really great bit where um kyle reese is showing him the photo that john connor's given uh given him to to look at and uh and his mate's like that's a bit creepy dude uh which i was like yeah kind of it's like his dead mom you're giving a he's giving a picture to you of his, his dead mom he was like, "Yeah, yeah, bit, bit creepy." Uh, so, so I quite, I quite like that moment. I thought it was quite funny. There is, a, there is a fair bit of humour in this book as well. And being, you know, being Joss Whedon's brother, yeah, you know, kind of that comes to the fore and comes to 
to play in the story. Um, and yeah, it's just some great interactions between the characters, a lot of heartbreak, a lot of humour. Um, and it's again, it's a reboot that kind of works. And, and it, it would have been interesting to see if they'd gone a little further with it or, you know, wanted to carry on, did like a, a longer running series. That wasn't the case. Um, but it still kind of ties up nice nice and neatly um, and kind of adds adds a bit more kind of context and to kind of adds more uh, backstory to kind of Sarah and her training and who she's who she is going to become uh, and you know when she comes out and and becomes that you know that the Madonna the future Madonna or or whatever you want to call it mother of the future or however she describes herself um, but yeah it's really good um it, it's kind of it's the shot in the arm the franchise needs it it needed some similar that's the that's the hard line is balancing these reboots and reimaginings and stuff it's again it's the same with any sequel as well you don't want it too similar but then you don't want it too different either it's the it's that thin thin line you have to kind of stra- straddle and it's it's difficult you know that's why a lot of the sequels you know don't come off as well you know in 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 movie history because they're trying to straddle that line and these reboots and reimaginings it's the same thing it's all the same thing we're just trying to capture the essence of of the first one and and then but not completely you know the same shit you know like the same i had the same issue with with false awakens like i like it don't get me wrong i think it's a really good film but it was a lot of the same and I, and I get that you want to you want to come back to that after episode one, two, and three. You know, you want that kind of you want to feel like the original. So it was, but it was carbon copy a lot of it. Like just a new hope. It's you know, you know, plans are in a droid. You know, it's a planet killing device. Got to stop it. There's a Jedi there as well. You know, force stuff. You know the stuff like I like the bit with the Tie Fighters like tied down to that cable. I thought that was really cool and that whole situation and there's there's some really good there's really good stuff that uh forest fight with the lightsabers is great you know great movie but again a lot of it like the first hour 45 minutes i'm like show me something new show me something new you know take me to another planet take me to somewhere else take me to and you know show me something that hasn't been done or, or a new spin on something and again it wasn't really a new spin it was just like jacku just like Tatooine, yeah, Jackie was effectively Tatooine. You know, it's just like we'll put a new name on something. Um, but this is this is a good reimagining, reinterpretation. Um, you know, some people would think it was sacrilege to mess with, um, but I I think it it works. It's a fine story. Uh, it's got a lot of good elements, a lot of good writing. Artwork's good. A um, lot of fun can be had with all these books. Uh, okay. Moving on, so next one is Tempest from Terminator Omnibus Volume 1. So this is written by John Arcudi uh, with art by Chris Warner. So this is Dark Horse's first Terminator comic. Uh, and it's another sequel to the original film, which almost most of these are. So, you know, all these comics are effectively sequels to the original film. Um, so, yeah, and... Uh, <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so, so these this is like this was the start of basically like Dark Horse. They didn't really do like ongoing series. They just did mini series, um, which I think was a, was a good idea because it kind of you managed to kind of keep. I prefer short form storytelling for the most part. 
I don't really do TV shows really on you know very rarely will I watch you know a whole TV show um, it you know depends but I, I prefer I prefer a a shorter story that has it's more satisfying there's 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 no there's no like bloody you know tag on episodes or like oh this is just oh this is just you know we're just stalling with this episode until the finale we're just going to get a couple more episodes out you know like the netflix marvel shows there was a co- always a couple of episodes where you're like just trim them off and it would have been fine um but this this is uh this is This is a story about a another evil scientist. As as there's always evil scientists in all these stories. You can't you can't get away from them. Um, wait till wait till I start on Alien vs Predator as well. A lot of evil scientists. So yeah, so this uh, features another evil scientist again trying to use the technology left behind from the first Terminator movie, and they're trying to create the Terminators or jump forward in technology years ahead of its time, uh, and. Skynet sends back a whole team of Terminators. Like, talk about upping the ante from the first film. You've got, like, five Terminators all sent back. And you've got a badass team of resistance fighters sent back as well, right after them. So we're we're getting to see, you know, like, it's like Aliens. It's like James Cameron's Aliens. They go, right more is better <laughs> bigger better badder um and again great it's uh features another scientist who's kind of doesn't believe what is going on and is kind of they're trying to manipulate him trying to get him to get the information to to destroy all the the leftover terminator pieces um all that sort of good stuff um but yeah it's 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 really fun it's uh very bombastic um it's a lot of cool kind of moments um you know these these guys are these uh this team of of, of soldiers kind of have a, trying to get used to kind of like living in like la or uh wherever it's based i think it's la um and just get used to the whole world outside of of what they know uh and it's really it's really interesting and this started off like a f- this was a there was proper continuity among this and four of the titles four of the miniseries kind of carry on this story um not only do they send back Terminators, they also send back a partly human cyborg Terminator, like almost human, but not quite. Um, so not not as in like, you know, he has skin on top of the... Because basically Terminators are robots, and then they have put skin on top, but they were robots before. So I kind of still consider them robots. I know it's living tissue and living flesh, but I still kind of consider them robots. Like this guy is like a literal melding, like Robocop, a literal melding of flesh and machine so so that's what you that's what you that's why i consider a cyborg when it's proper like melding um as opposed to just you know pop a bit of skin on them um but yeah that's fine if you, you if you want to consider that but i, I kind of i know the cyborgs but i still kind of consider them robots anyway anywho um so this this is a, again huge really bombastic really epic um very straightforward kind of story um and there's a few twists and turns here and there but it's it's a fun it's a fun blast of a kind of comic book um again these these comic books like 
I do feel like again, like I'll always go back to the I think the Aliens comics are just fantastic. Like they are just so so good. And I think that the Terminator comics are a few and far between. Uh again, a bit like the Alien vs. Predator comics, not many, but there's enough to keep you going. And if you're looking for those kind of classic elements, the Terminator comics will always have them. Um usually time travel, definitely a killer robot, you know. They'll always have those elements. There'll be a chase element. There'll be a, you know, there'll be a bit of gore here and there. Um, but that's it's yeah. They're not. I just don't think that the Terminator comics, like again, like I talked about the Predator comics, I don't think they expand the universe enough. Like Aliens, it constantly expanded that universe enough for me. But I feel like again, the Terminator and Predator ones do not do as much as those alien comics um again very good still really good still really fun and you know if you're looking for a terminator fix this these are good stories same with predator but again aliens comics top top of my list every time uh, in regards to kind of licensed comics um but yeah so you, you kind of get in this you kind of get with that evil science you kind of get like a dyson figure but he's he's not you know sympathetic he is just pure evil and just wants all the all the technology, all the power, and all the money, and all the advances that the Terminator technology from the future can give him, um, and we get a really cool leader of the squad who's basically what um, Sarah Connor in Terminator Two becomes. Like it's almost carbon copy that idea, but that film didn't come out. This was late eighties, so this is this is kind of like almost like uh, a snapshot of what Sarah Connor was going to become, the absolute badass she was going to become. Um, because she's tough, she's doesn't give a shit, um, you know, the her squad, you know, all respect her, all respect her decisions and her leadership. And, you know, they've survived this long under her leadership, so so she's full on. And, you know, she's she's a really interesting character and she features in a lot of these following books as well. Um so this was kind of the first ever book uh, for Terminator and, and again it kind of follows a set number of, of stories afterwards um, but yeah this is a really good one and I think it's a good place to start um, I do rec- I do recommend the story and and the sequels as well I think the sequels are good as well in their own way um, and they kind of follow on they're a little bit different I'm, I know in one of the sequels that they get um, <laughs> this kind of biker gang gets hold of the Terminator and just starts putting like metal horns on it and makes it look like a fucking demon very metal um like a biker gang um yeah and it's like riding a motorcycle with horns popping out and stuff it's pretty it's kind of kind of cool it's a bit bit much maybe but it's kind of cool as well so i'll give it that uh okay moving on so that was uh oh sorry that was my number one wasn't it yeah that was that was tempest so that was a five so uh so that was burning earth and Death Valley, The Enemy of My Enemy, 2029, 1984, and Tempest. So, yeah, so really, really good stories. Definitely worth checking out. Definitely worth finding. Um, I'm going to mention the honourable mentions I have, um, of course, because what else? What else do I do? So uh so the the stories following on from Tempest which are also really good and and the ending is so clever the ending is so so good it kind of comes out of nowhere um so it goes Tempest 
secondary objectives, the enemy within, and finally end game. So they're all Terminator comics. Those are those are all in um, Terminator Omnibus Volumes One and Two. Um, I recommend those. Um, and again, all these other books are separate from those, but I'd probably I probably get those anyway because it's kind of classic Terminator stuff. Um, I also recommend uh, Terminator One Shot. Again, that's in the first omnibus terminator omnibus um it's written by james robinson who's one of my favorite comic book writers of all time um starman and and various other stuff he's written and it's drawn by one of my favorite artists and writers which is matt wagner um and it's basically a story about a female terminator sent back in time to kill sarah connor but the target she picks is not the correct sarah connor and this sarah connor is mm, decidedly a bit of a horrible person um so it's you know and potential murderer as well so um makes for an interesting story um great artwork as well matt wagner's artwork is gorgeous um put i put it up there with the early alex ross stuff from burning earth definitely check that out um and then sector war i would have included sector war but it's very similar to a lot of the other stories you know woman's getting chased uh, again set in the 80s um and it's features a female policewoman who uh, just recently become pregnant by a loser boyfriend and is being chased by a Terminator and has to team up with uh, with some gangs. And there's a, there's a great panel where um, they're leading the Terminator into a trap. And there's it, it a big... They, they're in this tower block with all the gangs and stuff. Kind of uh, a bit like the Raid or uh, Dread or something. And uh, there's a bit where they paint on the wall and it just says, This way, you metal prick. Um, which was my favourite moment in the entire book. Um, it's a good good story. Do recommend it as well. They're all good books. Um, check them out. So Terminator Omnibus Volume 1 and 2 has most of these stories um, that I've mentioned. Um, Sector Wars separate. Burning Earth separate. 2029-1984 is separate. And, and the Burning Earth as well. All good stuff. Again, that's pretty much, for the most part, that's pretty much all the Terminator comics there are out there i mean you can get the single issues and stuff all of these are available on comiXology as well if you want to get the digital versions or again you can get the physical versions there, there are other terminators comics out there but I've, I've heard that they're of lesser quality um, than the ones i've read from from what i've read online um but these are really good i love the terminator franchise i love arnie I, I do love Arnie, but it's nice to see these characters are not... They don't all look like Arnie. They don't have the likeness of Arnie. It's Because it's, I, I never really got why they all kind of looked like Arnie. You know, they didn't... Surely if you're trying to infiltrate, you wouldn't have every Terminator look exactly the same as one person. They go, okay, he looks like the same as the last infiltrator. So we're going to shoot you in the face. You know, I just... I never really understood that. I, I mean, Arnie's great. He's fun. He's a fantastic actor. He's a fantastic Terminator. But in terms of the, the whole idea of the Terminator, it kind of never really made much sense. So it's good to see like all these all these Terminators don't look like Arnie. I mean, they probably don't have the likeness rights anyway. But it's nice to kind of have that element and have that you know something something different, a different design, different race, different gender, you name it, different size. You know. Um, I love it. Again, I do think the best Terminator comic is Robocop vs. Terminator, which, again, reviewed recently. Um, check that out if you missed that. Um, that is definitely the best for me. Um, but these are these are good. Again, good second second stop. If, you, if, you, if you've got a fix after reading Robocop vs. Terminator, come on down, read that. 
um read any of these they're all they're all fun books and you'll get you'll get a kick out of all of them um but yeah that is that is it for today thank you very much for joining me um i've got um i'm gonna do another one soon i think the next one i will do uh is another one by myself uh and that will be the uh, as requested by angry andy knowles i'm gonna do the top five riddler comics so probably the most underrated and underappreciated villain of all time and you know this is this is what i'm all about underappreciated underrated this is what i do so i've done the research believe it or not i've done the research i've done the hard work so you guys don't have to um because there's also not a lot of good riddler stories out there so i've managed to kind of kind of find the the half decent ones uh nah, they're good they're really really good um but yeah i'll do probably do that next so uh um you so you guys know where to find me so uh it's at facebook it's at secret balls uh twitter it's at dan underscore balls uh, instagram spider dan secret balls um, and the podcast is available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, and many, many more. Um, guys, I hope you enjoyed this. Um, hope you enjoyed all the Terminator references. That is our Terminator podcast, guys. And remember to check us out. Um, and if you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can always buy me a coffee, and that's at ko-fi.com forward slash spider-down-secret-balls. And don't forget to use the hashtag prepare for prattle. So this is me out, guys. Uh, this is me logging out. Bye.